morning. Welcome to another episode of the Portable Magic Dispenser, a podcast for your school library, public library, whatever the whole thing, the whole idea of this uh, podcast is to just share ideas and talk about things that work and things that don't work. Um, my name is Lucas Maxwell. I am the librarian at Glenthorne High School in uh, South London, UK. I've been there 10 years now, 10 years in September. Can't believe it. Um, I'm still off for... Um, Whatever, what do you call it, Christmas break, holiday, so hopefully this won't make you angry. Uh, we are <laughs> we are off until uh, the 8th, so by the time you hear this, it might be back to school time. Um, I'm going to share a couple of ideas that I ran recently that were pretty popular with the, with the students. Um, so the idea is that students come in, ages 11, 12, and 13, they come to the library once every two weeks for a dedicated library lesson. The English teacher brings them in. The English teacher stays in the room and is there for, you know, taking attendance and um, behavior management, but I also engage in behavior management as well. Um, but there's, there's support, and it, it's a good kind of partnership with the English department. It's been working that way for 10 years. Um, for anyone thinking, how does that, how did you get that to happen? Um, to be honest, it was... Um, somewhat built in when I arrived. So when I arrived, it was year sevens who came. Um, so before I, 10 years ago, they didn't have a librarian. They had a library space. They had a staff member who was who was there. An English teacher would bring year sevens in to get books and they would sit and read for one full hour. Um, when I arrived, I thought, this is cool, but um, I'd like to do a little bit more. So we spend half the lesson doing some reading and the other half doing some activities around literacy, around reading and just, you know, moving on um, from there, really. So <clears throat> leading up to the to the holiday, I was running these um, a few activities that um, were kind of like low key. Um, we, we had a very late um, run. We went right to the 21st of December, which to me is was it was brutal, to be perfectly honest. Um Everybody was exhausted. When students are exhausted, um, as anybody knows, the um, behavior can go down. Um, <laughs> and when staff members are exhausted, you know, um, patients can wear thin. So I felt like um, everybody was feeling it, and um, myself included. It was it was rough. So I ran some pretty low-key things that I thought, you know, at least they could, when they had their library lesson uh, leading up to the break, they could, you know, relax. A lot of it for me is just breaking the routine of a school day for them. Uh, they're very, everything in school is, for, you know, for a reason, is very rigid and very... Um, uh, strict and very much, you know, you're doing this in this period, et cetera, et cetera. And which is the way school is. But, um, uh, in the library lesson, I want to kind of break that and, uh, have it, um, when they come in, just be like, this is just your time to relax. It's not a lunch hour or break, but, <laughs> um, you're going to be doing something that's, um, a little bit, maybe more, uh, I don't know, mindful. I don't know if that's a good word for it. I don't really like that word, but, uh, <laughs> I like mindfulness. I don't know why. I know it's a good thing, but I don't like that word. Um, <laughs> my, that's my other podcast, Words I Don't Like. So one I did, I've, I've talked about this many times before, um, and it's it, it's basically finding a finding the fake news story, and I don't do anything controversial. I'm not, um, 
I'm not mining uh, Infowars here or anything nonsense like that. What I did this year, I changed it up. So this year I, I happened to get a copy of Ripley's Believe or Not um, 2024, which is amazing, by the way. Uh, and what I, what I like about Ripley's is that they seem to do a very good job in fact-checking. So believe it or not, you know, they... Uh, <laughs> They, uh, that's a horrible joke. I wasn't even using that. I was like, uh, the idea I was trying to, uh, capture, I wasn't using that as a pun. Oh my God. It's, uh, it's such hack comedy. Um, the idea is that, um, it, everything in there is supposed to be true. You know, you can believe it or you don't have to. That's the point of the book. I don't know why I'm explaining you the point of Ripley's and I don't work for them. Um, but I, for some reason I had it in my head that half of it was fake uh, my whole life. I wasn't a big Ripley's person. I wasn't a big Guinness Records. I don't know why, because I was obsessed with like, this is a terrible word, I think, nowadays, but um, like old timey, um, they called them freak shows. I was obsessed with that stuff. So I think Ripley's back in the day was kind of uh, kind of <laughs> tapping into that. But anyway, they are, the thing is that they, um, uh, they are purporting real things in Ripley. So, what I did was, um, I had the copy of Ripley's Believe It or Not, okay? I have students, uh, there's eight kind of tables. There are three or four students per table, okay? Each table receives a different story, okay? Seven of the stories, so eight groups, seven of the stories are true. So seven are taken from Ripley's, all right? I have images as well. One of the stories is false, and uh, that's one I had to find. And how do I find it? Well, if you kind of Google April company or corporate April Fool's Day, there's tons of companies that go on social media and do like a silly April Fool's thing, like McDonald's will say they're discontinuing the Big Mac or something like that. You can't go too wild because they will catch on really quick. You have to get something that might have happened. And it, so you, you have to get something that is, um, somewhat believable. Okay. Because the Ripley's ones, some of them are like, yeah, that could be, or some of them like that, the students think that's clearly Photoshop. So some from Ripley's, um, I have, there's an Island off the coast of Croatia that if viewed from above kind of looks like a fingerprint with the walls and things like that. Um, I use that one. And they, you know, and then I used them. Um, there's a kind of an image on Mars that looks like a like a teddy bear's face. It's not the Sphinx or whatever. Is that Mars? Is that the Moon? There's a Sphinx. When I was a kid, I was like, uh, not a Sphinx. Yeah, Sphinx. Uh, anyway, when I was a kid, there was some sort of image on the on Mars or the Moon where I thought where everyone thought it was like a there was like some sort of Egyptian face. Anyway, that's not that. That's my other podcast as well. I have a lot of podcasts going today. The um, what was the other? So things like that. Uh, was it? There's a guy riding like 17 unicycles. Again, is that Photoshop? Is that true? There's a guy um, who caught a goldfish. Uh, they It's a carp in France, but they call it a goldfish because uh, it's massive. It's like 66 pounds. Uh, some Englishman who went over there to fish or something. Uh, that's true. All the ones are true. The fake one, the fake one that I chose, the one fake is about this, there's this theme park, um, I've never been to it, but there's this popular theme park here in the UK called Thorpe Park, and the uh, the story that they ran during April Fool's was that so many people lose their shoes 
on some of their rides. You know those rides where, you, where you're dangling? It looks like you're going to die. I, I would never get on it. Um, I've lost my whatever theme park um, courage. I don't know what it is. Um, I went on something called the Vampire Ride. I think of this, this terrible <laughs> UK... Um, I don't know why I'm saying terrible, but I didn't like it. And I just thought like, I'm six, three. And I thought that all all I could think about my feet are, what are the regulations? Like, what's this? Like this guy doesn't look like he could operate a forklift, let alone keep me safe. And that is very horrible thing to say probably, but that's just the way I kind of viewed it. Like, why would they care? Like there's, there's like, they're like teenagers, some of them, and that's fine. But there's just like, you know, are they going to be looking at health and safety? My feet, I thought for sure that my feet were going to hit something every time, and I hated it. I hated the whole thing. So it was one of those rides where you're like you're like dangling like some sort of fool, and they lose their shoes. And the idea is that um, when your shoes come off, um, they will collect them and sell them in a used shoe shop, okay, that they've they've created because they don't know what to do with all these shoes. And yeah, that was it. And the rest are true. I give them. So what happens is they get three, two or three minutes. So I tell them, I explain to them, okay, first of all, that their task is to work out which story in the room is the fake one. Last year, they had to find the one true story. And this time they had to find the fake one. I go over the red flags about fake news what are the, i asked them what are the you know grammar um sensational titles the thing is with ripley's they all have these sensational kind of punny titles so i did do a punny one for i made it look like so what i did was i made it look like a news story I used canva just made it look like a news story um what was it uh shoe are you i guess it was called and it and did like a newspaper format website i had a picture you know some sort of copyright free um <laughs> uh, website and um uh, thought uh, what's it called uh amusement park thing and so they get um each table gets two minutes roughly i'm very rough with this stuff like i'm not like um i'm not actually timing them but i'm kind of just giving them a few minutes um, the, there's very little text. So that is a good thing for me because we have students, of course, every school has students with a huge range of abilities. Um, and I don't want a lot of text. I don't want, there's images. Okay. And I, I get them to make sure everyone in the group has seen the image and read and read the thing or someone in the group has read it aloud. And what I do is I go around, and I kind of summarize it in case, cause there are groups that are kind of like, meh, some groups you're going to find that are just in there just to like, they see this kind of thing. It's like, I'm just going to check out and not do anything. So I go table to table and I go, what do we think of this one? What do we think of this one? And then after two minutes, they switch. And that's a new thing that I've done. So they, they're going to switch their stories. And once everybody's seen all eight stories, I'll get them to take notes throughout. Um, I get them, I go from table uh, to table. Um they and they give me their opinions okay um i give them like another minute to like finalize their answer the thing is that as a group they have to agree and that's the other thing it's a little bit of teamwork a little bit of debate and they do get into it then i get the teacher to make up their mind as well 
so that's a fun thing. Um, they like it to see if their teacher gets it right or or wrong. Um, <laughs> so that's um, interesting. And what I do is, it's, okay, so what is your reason and why? You know, what did you choose and why uh, for each group? And someone has to represent the group. And when they when they worked out that Thorpe Park, the theme park one is the fake one, what some groups do, um, some of their answers are like, well, theme park rides usually stop when shoes come off. Um, why would a why would a person at a theme park go home with only one shoe? They would make an effort to find their shoe. Um, no one would buy one shoe. That was contested by another group saying that sometimes one shoe, like single shoes, are sold on eBay. I don't know if that's true. I'm not looking it up. I don't know. I'm not wasting my time with that. Um, not many people would buy one shoe even at a reduced price. Some of the students have been to the park in question and felt that they would seen such a shop. Um, why would a theme park bother with making such little money on lost shoes when they could focus on making more money on, you know, making new rides? Like, why would they need to make, if they needed to make, one student said if they if they were trying to make money off of shoes, then I wouldn't go to that theme park because, you know, they're probably not putting money into the safety of the rides, which is a very uh, astute observation. Um, it's a really been a fun way to introduce misinformation, especially to year sevens who maybe haven't seen it in this way. Um, I would say, uh, it's varied. Um, most teachers got it wrong. I'll say that the teachers, most of the teachers got it wrong. They, they would choose the, there was one, what was it? Um, I'm trying to think of the one that most teachers chose now. Uh, oh, there was a cloud, a picture of a cloud that looked like a cube, looked like a perfect cube. A lot of teachers chose that one. Um, it's just a weird anomaly, kind of this trick of the light. Um, and it was like proof that we're in a simulation or it looks like a Minecraft block and all that. And the kids love that one because it's Minecraft and, you know, are we in a simulation and is it a conspiracy? And they loved all that one. But it is a true, real picture. Um, I would say so far only 30% of the groups have got it right. And I've done this for about 500, 600 students. Um, I'm not going to divide that by, I mean, yeah, so <laughs> I'm not going to do the math here on this podcast, but uh, I would say 30% of the groups that I've done, and I've done a lot of groups, I've done 20, I want to say 20 or 21 groups. So it's not too bad, I guess. That's a you know three to four to each. It's a lot. It's uh, yeah. It's actually less than that now that I'm thinking about it because I'm doing the group thing wrong. There's eight groups per group. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what a great podcast. Uh, what a great listen. Um, listen to this fool struggle with math. Uh, the other thing that I did. <laughs> is something I haven't done for probably eight or nine years. And it's an updated version of a library lesson that I ran like in 2014. And the goal is basically to get students to discover new books, authors, and genres through kind of like interacting with their peers and book talking and reading. And in a 35-minute kind of like time frame, they will come across books like different genres or like different types of books, comics, manga, um, um, but also like tons and tons and tons of different, um, types of books and it's a lot of fun. So, uh, so essentially what I do is, um, I give them all a, a menu. Um, so students, they kind of do this individually, but it can be adapted into a group project. Um, they also can discuss the, their choices with their friends. 
um, I kind of welcome them into like what I what I call like a restaurant. Um, I don't. I used. I actually one time I decorate the library like with checkered tablecloths and things like that. I just don't have the time to do it anymore. I don't know what I was thinking back then. I. I mean, it, it's good. It's the effort, but in, I think they appreciated it. But um, it's tricky. Uh, so I basically tell them that you're all going to be deciding on a meal today. Okay, you're going to meal made of amazing books. You're going to choose a starter, a main, and a dessert. So. On each table, I put a pile of books, probably eight or ten books. Each of those is like a specific, so it might be eight comics, or it might be eight manga, or it might be eight horror, or eight uh, comedy books, fan, like whatever. Um, a lot of them are like books that I think are amazing and need more attention, or maybe brand new books, okay? Um, uh, I have a website or my blog thing where I've where I made um, posters with, um, you know, copyright uh, free imagery imagery so um you can use those if you want i'll put a link in the in the in the notes um so let's say like uh seven piles seven different groups seven piles of books so um i kind of like book talk some of them to get them started okay um they then again have like three or so minutes to go through their books at their table i want them to look at a few things i want them to look at the covers the art on the cover. I want them to look at the blurb. I want them to read the first few lines. And I want them to discuss them with their peers. And this is the main thing, really, discussing them with their peers. It's hard, It's kind of hard to articulate how important, like, word of mouth is in a school library when you want to, like, increase um, uh, circulation and get people talking about books. They want to come in. A lot of students want to come in. They want to read, like, Raina Telgemeier books um, in pairs. So I do have multiple copies of those types of books, okay? Um, if they find a book that they really, really like, um, that is amazing. They could add this title to their menu sheet under starters. Um, their goal is to find nine books that they think are amazing. If they don't find anything during the first round, there's nothing to worry about because they have they have another round. After the three or five, three to five minutes, they switch their piles with another table. Um... The goal is for them to see all seven piles, okay, in a 30-minute, 30 35-minute time frame. So you got to do it like three or four minutes each, okay? They're not reading the books. They're just looking at the blurb, looking at the, you know, it's, it's first impressions. But also what I want them to do is have discussions like, oh, which one? And you'll see that they have similar ones. Um, then that, once they've done all that, once they've seen all the piles, they get to narrow them down nine books so three for their starter three for their mains and three for their desserts or puddings whatever you want to say i don't say puddings uh, to me pudding is like oh here we go put here is my rant on pudding in the uk pudding in the uk means um <laughs> any kind of dessert is your pudding i don't like that <laughs> i don't know why it bothers me but pudding is pudding pudding is like a jello pudding pop you know <laughs> back when i a certain monster used to be on tv all the time talking about jello um, I used to get a chocolate pudding and it's like, it's pudding. It's a pot, little pot of chocolate goop that you, it's pure sugar that you get. That's pudding. Pudding isn't a chocolate bar or a scoop of ice cream. That's ice cream. That's not pudding. Anyway, if, <laughs> I'm hitting, I'm hitting the big topics here. So one, what am I talking about here? Uh, I, okay. Three for starter, three for main three for dessert they will then have another few minutes to determine 
their final meal. So that's the problem. So they got three, not the problem, but this is the thing. Three for three for starter, three for main, three for dessert. They now need to then working on their own, hopefully, um, one for starter, one for main, and one for dessert. So they need to narrow it all down. Um, I kind of go around and like, what are you thinking? And they really took it seriously. I was really, um, I didn't know how they, you know, again, you don't know if they're going to check out and things like that. But a lot of it had to do, I think, with like, these are books that are brand new. Um, some of them they haven't seen before. The comics were a huge hit. Um, and for them to like narrow down their quote unquote meal, um, like these are the three best books of all these books we've seen. And then why is it? And I don't have time for 30 kids to all explain their reasons, but it was good to kind of just go around and speak to those students or get students to say like, here's the meal that I chose and, and here's the reason why. And a couple of students um, did this amazing thing where they chose books, and I'm blanking on the titles now, but they chose books that had, um, so for starter, a starter, they chose a book that had a, um, had a, had a food in the title. Oh, I can't remember. It was something to do with, um, oh, I think it was like a garden, had the garden. It was a, I know what it was. It was the comic book adaptation of the secret garden. And they said that was their starter because garden made them think of like lettuce and leaves and salad. <laughs> so that was just really cool. And then for dessert, there was a there was a book that a nonfiction comic book called Yummy, which is a history of desserts. That was a very kind of straightforward one. But some of them chose that for dessert. They didn't have to do that at all, but it was really cool that they chose to do that. Um, anyway, again, it was a great way to a to introduce new books, get students talking about books with their peers, and looking at um different ways and introducing them to new authors and genres and i gear and i'm not exaggerating a lot of those books were borrowed so one that was be has become has a huge waiting list is called um wait till helen comes which is an added is a comic book a graphic novel uh adaptation of a novel that was written i think in the 80s i don't really know i read the comic only the graphic novel i thought it was awesome i thought it was super creepy um i've talked about this book before but it has a huge waiting list now, and yeah, it's really cool. So, uh, um, wait till Helen comes. Uh, that's that's it. So, uh, that is um, that's the podcast. Really, that's all I wanted to talk about today. So, hopefully, that was um, that was enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I had to recommend a book, um, I'd have been reading. I would recommend. Um, the Harp of Power by Alex Dunn. She's an amazing um, Irish author living in Canada and has written two amazing books for ages, I would say nine plus. Um, the Book of Secrets is the first one, and Harp of Power is the sequel. And again, kind of incorporating Irish folklore mythology. Um, if you're a fan of the movie Labyrinth, if you're a fan of Dungeons and Dragons, if you're a fan of action adventure, and um, you know, Goonies style kind of going off and saving the day, um, kids getting themselves into trouble. Uh, those two books, I uh, cannot recommend them enough. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Have a great day. Hopefully, um, uh, you have a great week, whatever. And I'll be back next week. Take care. Bye.